Hello, welcome to the Catholic Link Podcast, the podcast for busy Catholics. My name is Father Rob Adams, and once again, I am joined by Father George Elliott. Father George, it is always good to have you with us. Good to be here. Thanks for having me, Father. Before we get started, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. You'll hear more about them at the end of the episode. But now, speaking of the episode, it is February and we are getting ready to dive headlong into Lent. And so I wanted to take a lot of time to focus on Lent. And so for our episode today about faith and dogma and things like that, I wanted to talk about the practice of penance. Now, when I say penance, I'm not really just talking about the sacrament, right? Now, obviously, that's a part of it, but I want to talk about the doing of penance, the performing of reparation, right? Father George, this is something that only Catholics do, right? This or this is not really practiced among our, our non-Catholic friends. Um, the Orthodox do a lot of penance, but it's not really in that same sort of uh, vein, right? So why do you think we do penance? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's interesting to have that conversation. I, I live in the middle of the Bible Belt, um, and so we get a lot of kind of odd looks whenever we we talk about penance. But actually, when we explain it, um, we find that a lot of the Protestants are like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense." You know, it's very biblical as well. Um, but to answer your question, the, why do we why do we do penance? Um, I've always heard. The, there are four reasons for doing penance. Do you remember the four reasons? No, but there are four. No, I like that. Four. Uh, all right. I'm going to try and remember this is going way back to seminary days. Um, right. So the first one is uh, it can be offered as an actual, as a prayer um, to God, right? We can offer it for a certain intention. The second reason is it's kind of like practice for times of temptation that whenever we get into uh, a moment of temptation, if we're used to saying no to something that's attractive to us, that, that draws us, then, you know, in that moment of temptation, when something is drawing us, but it's actually sinful, then we already have that practice of just saying no to that thing. And the third one uh, is we can build virtue. And then the fourth, which I think is perhaps the uh, the most important in so far as the spiritual life goes, is um, actually making reparation for our sins and the sins of the whole world. There you go. Wow, that is way more complete than I was like ready to get into, but that is awesome. That All is right. Awesome. Let's dive into reparation because I think that's that's the area that that it's best to teach people. Yeah, and I think it's something that's not really understood very well because um I I know it, it can kind of feel like a couple things. On the one hand, it can feel like as Catholics we're denying God's forgiveness, right? If Jesus died on the cross, and poured out his his kind of pure love for us, then isn't that enough? Right? Are we saying yeah. that we're like I went to confession? Aren't I done? Right, right. And and from the from the theology of confession, you could almost even get there, right? The confession works like a second baptism. Mm, so yeah, we don't make people do penance after their baptism, right? And so in the same way, it's sort of like okay, then then what's up here? What's up here now? I happen to think that that's because we haven't focused on how penance as a sacrament works, right? Yeah. That it isn't just confessing sins and having them absolved. It's it's also mixed in with with the works of of the person who's saying they're sorry. So that includes these acts of reparation and contrition and, and all that stuff. But yeah. side note, um, the other thing I think that happens is people can think, uh, maybe on the more Pelagian side of things, that 
if I just do enough penance, I can make up for my sins. Right. So if I get if I get drunk a couple times in the week, then if I say a bunch of rosaries, it's all good. Like it all kind of it balances out like a diet almost, right? Yeah. As if you have your cheat days and then you fill in the hole, right? (laughs) Yeah, right, right. And it's obviously not either one of those. It's kind of somewhere in the middle where we're saying, Yeah, Christ's forgiveness is enough, and you still have your part to play. Yeah, one of the images that I actually, or one of the ways that I like to to approach it a lot is um, actually it's it's about the damage that is done to our soul. It, it that sin warps the soul to a degree, and reparation is kind of this like bending our soul back to you know where it should be. Mm-hmm. Because if we think about it in the sense of like, well it's about me fixing my relationship with God, then it almost seems like we, we end up falling into that kind of Pelagian thing of like, oh, now, now I'm saved again because I did enough rosaries or now I'm saved again because I fasted for a few days. Right, right. I, I mean, that's, that's pretty close to the image I use. The one I talk about a lot is uh, like kids playing baseball, right? So yeah. like kids playing baseball and they, they hit a ball and it breaks a window, right? When the window's broken, there's kind of a there's a broken relationship between two people, mm-hmm. right? If I own the house and you break my window, right, I can come out and forgive you. And I can say, hey, look, it's all good, Father George. You know, you know I hate sports, but I forgive you for playing sports <laughs> and causing this horrible, horrible damage after I warned you the dangers of sports, right? <laughs> if you just played video games, this would never have happened. It would all be better. <laughs> right. But so you've broken my window and I've forgiven you and we've reestablished our relationship, right? Like we're, we're good again. Thanks. But the fact remains that the window is broken. Mm. The damage from that act is still there, even though the relationship is restored, right? So married couples, like when they're, when they're fighting or even just friends, when you're fighting, sometimes past things can come back up, right? And, and it's because even though you've forgiven the person and moved on, sometimes those things are still there in the water. Right. And that Mm -hmm. can be bad. It's bad for, for a married relationship. It's bad for friendship. It's just bad, right? It's bad for any kind of relationship. And so I think, I think penance is a lot like that. It's pulling out those damaged things, fixing the broken glass. It's doing our part, not just to restore relationship, but to restore the damage done by bad things. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, just to tie in the image of the, the broken window even more, you know, you talked about how it's specifically when things get stormy in the relationship that having a broken window is the problem or is a problem, right? When things are all sunny and fine, it's kind of like, well, now we just don't have to open the window. But when, when the storm comes, that's when you really want to be able to close the window. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, um, it's like one of the things in my diocese you run into with a lot of priests is they don't actually fix their rectories. So like there's mm. like half the toilets don't actually work. And like the, there's like a, a room that's full of mold or something. And mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, I'm good. Until the next guy comes in and actually needs that space for something. There's like uh-huh. taking care of his mother or something. And you're like, Hey, you know, it's cool that you didn't want to fix this problem, but it needs to be fixed. Yes. <laughs> and I say that just because I think we don't talk about that enough in our spiritual life, right? That there are, there are parts of us that need penance. There's parts of us that need rebuilding, or like you said, bending back to where they ought to be. 
one of the things I think is really cool is the church is the church gives us these things called indulgences, right? Mm-hmm. I've I've often had people say, well, why do, if that's all true, then like like I give light penances in confession, uh-huh. and people are like, well, if that's all true, then like why do you give a light penance? If you really think that, why don't you tell people to fast for a month or something? Um, and the reason is because the church gives us indulgences, and indulgences aren't just meant to be for like the dead, even though they are, but uh, I like how we used to talk about it where indulgence is counted for so many days, right? Mm-hmm. We used to think of it as like so many days out of purgatory. It may be, maybe, I don't know. But uh, the other way I like to think about them was like where it said a Hail Mary was like 250 days indulgence or something. The idea was it was the same as 250 days of fasting, right? 250 days of, of hardcore penance and bending. And that's, that's to show that there's grace involved, that Christ and the church itself does the work for us and with us, right? So yes, we need to do our part. We also need to remember that we have a lot of help behind us. Mm. Yeah. I, I think that's also a really kind of consoling thing for a lot of people because, you know, if we really have a sense of the damage that has been done by our sins, and we think of it as, you know, we're standing there by ourselves before this, you know, vast disaster that we have created by our own weakness. We can become almost kind of overwhelmed, despondent, and just really fall into a despair in regard to any possibility of ever putting it back. But when we think about that, you know, there's there's the church and all of the um, the array of of saints praying with us, I think that that really does help. To kind of say like, okay, no, like we, I can't do this, but we can do this. Yeah. And, and another thing I've thought about a lot is that sometimes for our sins, we've thought, we think about God almost in this super objective way that God is almost like a, like a litmus test, you know, like you dip, the, right? Like you dip the strip in and it changes colors based on whether it's an acid or a base. Uh-huh. Right. So like a lot of times with, with regard to our sins, it's like, did I do this? Yes or no. This is God's thought about it. Right. Like mm, this yeah. is. Like, it's just a, it's just a natural reaction. If I, if I drink a bunch of coffee, I'm going to be jacked up, right? If I take a bunch of Benadryl, I'm going to be like knocked out that that's just how God is. He's, he's, it's almost just like a force of nature with regard to my sins, but we forget that God is a person, Yeah, that God is a, a person with free will who is able to actually extend mercy to us, right? It doesn't mean that God declares something bad to be good, but that God has great compassion on those people who do bad because he's a person. Right. right. He specifically revealed himself as a father. Right. More so. You know, loving exactly. Father. Exactly. So I like, I just like, I like to kind of focus in on that because I, I feel like there's, there, there are a lot of extremes. There's a lot of people who think there's no need to really do penance at all because grace, but then there's other people who kind of think that like, we should always be doing mega death penance because, you know, all the terrible things we do. And you're like, well, you know, you got to hit both sides of that spectrum. Right. It's the, the both and, right? The classic Catholic saying. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we're getting close to the end of our time here today. I want to thank Father George for coming on talking about penance. I hope that this gets you kind of in the right mindset for what you're going to be doing in Lent. Notice I'm not really getting into like what you need to give up. That's not really that's not my thing, but I want to talk about why we give up, why we do things and why we do this in general. So hope this has been helpful. This has been the Catholic Link Podcast, the podcast for busy Catholics. But before we go, 
I want to remind everyone that Catholic Link is sponsored by the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD is known for its rigorous undergraduate core curriculum and robust graduate and professional programs in business, ministry, education, and the humanities. With campuses in Texas and Italy, the University of Dallas is committed to an education that forms students intellectually, socially, and spiritually for a life well-lived. You can learn more at udallas.edu slash catholiclink. Thanks, Father George, for being on, and we will see you all next time. Thank you.